Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of FinTech Fridays. I'm Brian View, President and Chief Operating Officer of FinLocker, and excited to have with me today David Malin from NoteFlow. David, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Brian. So we were uh, we were connected by a mutual friend. We'll give Joel Winters a shout out. He'll appreciate that. Um, <laughs> he uh, he has connected me with a with a bunch of cool people and and products and companies over the last few years. And um, NoteFlow is a new one for me, so I'm excited to learn about NoteFlow. Kind of get a little bit of your background and and you know have you share you know, a bit of the story of NoteFlow and how you guys are, are kind of serving the uh, the mortgage lending and real estate finance industry. So let's let's start with uh, who the heck is David Malin? What, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> okay, I'm the uh, uh, chief marketing officer here at, at NoteFlow and um, I've been uh, active in, in developing the new products for the mortgage industry that we offer. And we're offering some uh, data transportation and, and tracking and, and, and features uh, for the mortgage industry, particularly the default yep. uh, mortgage industry. And then we're, we're also now realizing our full uh, uh, vision is that we want to be a marketplace. Now it's a marketplace for marketing, you know, direct marketing. It's a marketplace for data. It's a marketplace for direct, you know, in integration. Um, um, a lot of services wrapped around the industry um, because we're all working together. Yep. So let, let's try to peel this back a little bit. So our our audience is primarily folks on the front end. So. We'll just say some of the people that may originate loans that ultimately ultimately make their way through to your platform on the uh, default side, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do on these talks is really just kind of, you know, deconstruct to the degree possible, you know, kind of all the components of the of the mortgage manufacturing process. And one that we don't spend a lot of time on in this podcast, frankly, is the default side of, you know, mortgage servicing. And Sure. You know, it's I think a lot of our front end loan originators have a very limited, you know, knowledge base on kind of what occurs and what happens downstream. Mm -hmm. And so for you all, you, you're you're effectively when you talk about a marketplace, you're talking about, you know, non-performing loans and maybe the assets associated with those loans and finding kind of potentially matching sellers and buyers of those assets in terms of the marketplace. Um, but maybe we take it a step further and just start with kind of the the nuts and bolts of how how loans make their way to to you all. Uh, uh, maybe might be the best place to start. Sure, uh, I'm going to start a real high level right yeah. now, Brian, and then then we'll we'll narrow it down as as we go through this. So when I look at at the marketplace, it's it's really the entire financial ecosystem beginning at the monetary investors, the people who actually put up the funds as uh, in funds, you know, investment funds as individuals, uh, in deposits in banks or, or savings and loans institutions, all the way to the end of the loan services. You know, so that's our marketplaces, all of those touch points in between. Now that seems insane and 
and crazy and big, but the way we approach it is we, we just really get fine grained. You know, somebody wants a new service. Okay. Let's talk about it. We'll get the default, you know, set of instructions up in, you know, maybe two, three hours. Yep. And then refine it, you know, as we go along. So it's, 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 um, uh, you know, nibbling off that huge horizon, you know, of the ecosystem that we, we incorporate. Now, also we look at the, at the marketplace and, and are very true to the reality out there. I talked to, I spent thousands of hours talking to people over the last five years about what do you need? What, what would make your life better? How do, can you be more productive? And when I look at their systems, they have either, you know, state of the art, just trailblazing technology or lagging technologies that they have no intention of doing anything with. Right. And about five years, well, actually about eight years ago now, about, um, you know, but five years ago, uh, some technologies of data integration and transportation were, were um, emerging that finally made this possible to, to integrate between these trailblazing and lagging technologies and synchronize data, not just API import export, but actually synchronize data across platforms, multiple platforms at one time to get one version of the truth. And then reuse that data because the zip code of the borrower, though it may be changed over the course of the of, of a loan for reasons, um, is always the zip code of the borrower. Yeah. But there's about 20 ways to store that. Yeah. So if we, we normalize that data in the middle and then allow you to map to it and store it differently, even in your multiple platforms. So let, let's let's take that uh, down a layer real quick because I, I I think I have a, an understanding, pretty good understanding of the backend servicing kind of infrastructure. And most people may not realize, you know, I think most originators, when they think of servicers, they think of the technology that powers servicers and they immediately go to, you know, MSP, right? MSP is right. kind of the behemoth, you know, sure. market market share leader. Sagent Lending Technologies, of course, has uh, a piece of technology that they power yes. servicers. But most originators probably don't understand because you, you talked about you've said platforms a couple times. Yes. Most servicers have multiple pieces of technology kind of stitched together, bolted together, layered together that make up the, the entire you know, servicing experience. Yes. And oftentimes you'll have a performing servicing function, right? When everything's going great, people are making yep. their payments on time. <laughs> You've got the, 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 the performing function kind of housed in a platform. And then when a loan goes off the tracks, goes delinquent, maybe 60 days plus, it moves off of that kind of performing platform onto typically a default platform, sometimes even to a default subservicer, another entity that picks that loan up and does the, the work. What I'm learning is your platform is going to be typically connected to that ladder, the, the default platform per se, um, and you're going to enable that servicer or subservicer to to do different things like you know tracking orders for foreclosure, eviction, loss mitigation, bankruptcy, title valuations, 
property preservation, et cetera, right? That's kind of the core, some of the core of what you all are doing. Is that fair to say? In, in general, yes. Yeah. You know, specific details is different, but but what we and what we allow is is you to exchange data directly. Now we have uh, uh, systems uh, that we communicate with right now that are attorney systems for uh, default loan to you know uh, default collections and uh, desktop systems at a loan servicer. Yep. And neither one of them leave their system to track all of the milestones and events and compliance in in the process. So they don't they don't even learn a new system. We just integrate the data into their daily routine, and the the productivity gain is is amazing. I mean, right. even I'm surprised, and and I thought it was going to be high, but I mean, we're seeing six hundred percent more productive. You know, so when you have the additional load, all of the extra things of of the non-performing loans added to the performing loan work, they, they don't need they don't need any more people because there's still right. plenty of time. They're just really looking for the exception where it's not working quite right, yep. and deal with that one one issue a day and let every, if it's working, it's working. Right. And so your your typical client is a, a a mortgage servicer, probably B mortgage subservicers, and maybe some other servicing related technology platforms, or are there others as well. Well, uh, you know, law firms, um, you know, are part of the thing. We have a lot of services, which we're building the marketplace for that. Yeah. And and then um, you know we also see a lot of um, uh, loan servicers fund managers because funds uh, may take a higher or lower uh, participation in the closing of those. And it depends upon what kind of loan it is. You yeah. know, we see a lot of commercial loans right now. Okay. And and they have a whole different management system and it still works. Yeah. You know, going through us. So, so um, it's very easy to put a loan on and, and start tracking and, one of the things, uh, if you have a higher touch uh, client, like a fund saying, uh, you know, we want to be more active, we have our way of doing this, then um, we share the information with the loan servicer so they stay in compliance. Yeah. Because the loan servicer is ultimately responsible for the collection of the debt. But if, if they're allowing, you know, their fund to do more or less, they can't. And it can vary by commercial loan or, or conventional loan or even non-conventional loan. So on, on the marketplace, this is more curiosity than anything. Um, do you do you all have some, do you take on some responsibility around kind of vetting the, the players that, that are in the marketplace that on behalf of the servicer? Or do they still have to do that on top of, you know, uh, what you're doing? we comply with the levels that, that we comply to. We can't over comply because that's not legal. We can't yeah. under comply because that's not legal. We have to have a, a level and it is a responsibility of the purchaser of the products to, to do that. Um, yeah. In the marketing area that we have where we're a, uh, a, 
an owner of a note or a, a, a servicer, we have a public area where you can go in and search for the services in the state and county that you require the service in. Yep. And it'll bring up a list of names. Now we all we have the ability to list, uh, you know, good marketing material and and your licenses in, right. in that, and it's becoming extremely popular. Yeah. Um, because again, it's a marketplace. It's open to the public. You don't have to be a member. You don't have to pay any fees to to find the services you want where your property is located. Can you give give us some examples of some of those services that? Um, one would, you know, kind of be searching for as it relates to these type of loans and, of course, the properties that uh, are secured by these loans. There, there's, you know, it's, it's just a cross-section <laughs> because, you know, our service doesn't only work with non-performing loans. That's where you have these enormous productivity gains, but they work with uh, re-performing loans and performing loans. And and let me give you some examples of my goal, you know, cross uh, yeah. The section is, is that you may want to have a um, property preservation. You just want to mow the lawn. Okay. It's a thousand miles away, you know, so you can't run over there and make sure it was done. Yeah. But the uh, people at the property preservation take a picture before they start, a picture when they're done, market complete, and you're notified right away. Got it. Um, you can also say, I need property tax payment services. You know, so that can be arranged in our system. I need insurance. I need all the property preservation, boarding, uh, repair, uh, construction, uh, all of the legal services, all of the, uh, uh, we're, we're just moving into that upscale section where you're from is the mortgage origination because of the size of the non-conventional market. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and, and that's just, that is where that was the trigger that got us started is the non non-conventional market is growing much faster than the GSEs. Right. So that, that, that's actually a great place to kind of dig a little deeper. Cause I think that'll resonate with a lot of our audience. So when you talk about, you know, we're call it non QM, right. You know, <laughs> non-agency jumbo, whatever you want. It's, it's basically any, any mortgage product that's, that is uh, where the investor is not Fannie, Freddie, FHA, or VA, essentially. Is that, that's kind of what you're talking about, potentially? In general, yes. Yes. Yeah. And so it, some of those investors may have specific requirements, right, around the property itself. And that's where your services uh, can come into play in terms of, uh, in terms of those loans. Sure. Um, you know, they, they can go in and they can order uh, uh, a, a, a evaluation a you know inspection of finesse or whatever the services and run them all concurrently yeah you know to move fast um the uh, conventional market says oh man this is you know why would somebody pay three percent more interest yeah you know to to get a loan in over the weekend because i drove by the house had a for sale sign you know on friday on sunday i closed right Right. You know, um, and it's and it's three percent more, and it didn't take them a week to pull the documentation together to make a conventional loan, or or the time. Now, if you think about that, from some of the 
you know, higher tech jobs, a, a lot of the higher income people that are using these loans, I would have made more money working that weekend, <laughs> you know, or that week than I could ever save an in interest. Right. So, you know, it's, it's what, a couple hundred bucks for every hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, my bonus was $75,000. That was much more important than, than the interest over a 20 year loan. You know, yeah, and there's another impact or another factor at play, especially in today's market with the lack of inventory. And so if you, to your point, you know, if you can, as a buyer, move quicker uh, on, a, on, the, on, the, on your acquisition of a home, purchase of a home, because you can close, you know, in three days versus 10 days versus 30 days, that makes your, your offer more attractive and you may trade a higher note rate for that, you sure. know, that competitive sure. uh, f feature. Yeah. And there's always refi later, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not a, a secret anymore, Yeah. Uh, but, but time, the, the time value um, is, is extremely high. And with our system, we, it's, it's automated. You know, uh, if you need a title report as part of that, that's automated. It goes in, right. it gets done, it returns. What normally takes uh, 10 days, we're seeing in three. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, by the way, it also has all the data elements so you can use your AI or workflows to validate the data that it's compliant. So that all happens automatically before anybody looks at it. And it can even notify the customer you're approved, boom, next. Yep. You know, or notify your workflow or notify your other platform that you're using to move on to the next step. So those, those are the, you know, we deliver the data, you know, aggregate and, and deliver it, normalize it in the middle. Um, so those uh, automation steps in the systems you already have work. If you need a digital signature, works with our system. We're not selling you a new service, another service. You already got that. Right. You got an accounting system. We can integrate into that. You know, you, you already have all of these platforms stitched together, like you said, and companies are using us to communicate internally faster. Got it. So the integrations really, uh, it's more of a data integration, right? So you're moving, moving data. Is that, is that kind of the yeah. best way to describe we're, it? We're moving information. Okay. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a, uh, an, a, a simple API import export. It's a synchronization, you know, so that it, it um, if I send it to your system, if I, and I send it to your system, I can do it at an API level. Yeah. But do you realize today in, in business today, 75% of the information moved in business today is done in flat files. <laughs> and do you know how fast it is to integrate a flat file? Yeah. You know, and oh, by the way, one flat file can go to four my four my different systems, and I can just pull off the information one. So, if you want a flat file, you want an API, you want, you know, whatever, it's there. You know, yeah. if you want to use our system to visually access the 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 information, we're there. Yep. You know, so so we've gone beyond the limits of the system and said it's a marketplace. Anybody yeah. can participate. You got a cell phone. I can take a picture of the grass that's cut. Yeah. So it's, 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 
And then just sit back and, and think, it's like, how much time can I save? You know, how much automate, how many FTEs can I eliminate? Because that's going to be, you know, part of the solution in the future. Yeah, I mean, if, if again, for our, for our front end loan originators who may not have as much experience and knowledge on, you know, the full, the full servicing spectrum, mm -hmm. As a servicer, and we'll stay we'll stay inside of the the GSE space because it's a little mm -hmm. bit easier a little bit easier to explain the difference. Sure. You know, Fannie, Freddie pay pays the servicer. You know, call it twenty five basis points a quarter um, uh, per year to service mm -hmm. a performing loan. Well, the the cost when a loan goes into default becomes delinquent, right? The cost to service that asset is no longer covered inside of 25 basis points of service, right. right? So right. it could be three or four, maybe five X that, that, you know, base servicing strip. And, uh, and to your point, technologies like uh, work, I'm sorry, note flow um, are, are going to help significantly reduce the cost on the default side and over time, probably change the dynamics between, you know, even the agencies, the GSEs and servicers in terms of what that, you know, that 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 default servicing fee is that the mm -hmm. that the agencies pay mm -hmm. uh, much needed. It's it's super needed in the industry for sure. I what you just described, I could spend a day talking about, so I'm not <laughs> going to go too deep into it. But 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 you're exactly right. And. What you're also going to find is that there's probably expertise and services that your marketplace can offer to uh, the default or the performing loan market, or, you know, there's expertise there that they have, yeah. or even selling the notes, because you don't always go through um, uh, foreclosure. You may sell the notes to, to uh, another investor, right. which is, happens often. Um, and th there's value in, you know, that your people already have, they know the property, they know, you know, there's value that they can contribute and, and make uh, revenue in the future because yeah. there's going to be less intermediary fees. You know, you just said it, you know, they just look for ways, the GSEs, and that drives the rest of the market as they right. drop their fees. You know, other people aren't raising, they're going right with them. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we need to say, hey, my expertise is really valuable here. And I've been giving it away for 20 years. Yeah. Maybe it's time now I, I get a little bit of that by contributing it, you know, to the marketplace. So uh, you know, I love to talk to people. I, I love to 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 go further into this because every point we've talked about, Brian, is, you know, we... <laughs> We could spend hours on each minutia detail of it because oh, yeah. when you think about it in such grand scale, the marketplace, the marketplace is both sides. You know, there are buyers and sellers, and there's value on both sides, um, and there's a lot of people that have unrealized value. Right. You know, so um, it's just terribly exciting, and, and we're just kind of in the backbone. You know, we're yeah. just in the back, uh, but we we've. A lot of these things where they say, well, we got to have an industry standard. No, a date's a date. You know, there's 10 ways to store it, but a right. date's a date. 
So we've come about it at a different perspective and said, this is technically what we need. This is the dynamic scheduling and tracking that we need. Um, how do we open that up and not limit it? You know, uh, we yeah. have a default schedule for uh, um, hundreds of products uh, of services. Right. Um, you have your own secret sauce, you know, schedule and events. Great. Just when you get the order, just substitute yours in and, and it's there. And that allows you the differentiation on your product that, you know, somebody else doesn't have. So I love it. this, this is like, this is super helpful. And I, I have probably more than the average experience and, and understanding, but for our main audience, who again are mostly front end originators, we do have some mm -hmm. folks that are kind of on the back end as well, but this has been super helpful to kind of a little bit of, a little bit of education around the other parts of the process that people may not have as much knowledge on how, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you, David, if they want to learn more? Uh, well, you can go to uh, uh, our website at, at noteflowinc.com uh, or noteflowco, noteflowco.com yeah. or not com, noteflow, noteflowco. Uh, and you can get, you can get just contact it. Uh, most of the emails go to me or, or most of the phone calls go to me. So um, and wherever anybody's watching or listening, this post, typically we push it out through LinkedIn. We'll have a We'll tag uh, Noteflow yes. and we'll tag David in there so folks can get in contact directly with you. Yes. David, this was great. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your your knowledge and expertise in this space. Love to learn about new companies or new to me, new products mm -hmm. and services that I'm not uh, <laughs> otherwise familiar with. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. And again, shout out to Joel for for connecting us and uh, and and having you on our FinTech Fridays podcast. Sure thing. Thank you, Brian. And everybody else, we'll see you next Friday. Please come back and check out next week's episode. Thank you.